Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raushan. Question for you, uh, my friend. Um, does your wife complain about the amount of money you spend on these sports broadcast packages? If you had stopped earlier, in the <laughs> he did warn me about a spanner early on and it's come straight on. Does my wife complain? Yes. Does my wife complain about stuff I spend for sports subscriptions? Only if she knows how much I actually spend. No, no, she doesn't. She doesn't. Oh. She's, she's aware of it because it's my one true love, so to speak. So she's mm. okay with it. But to answer your question, I do spend a bit too much. What about yours? No, she doesn't because I don't spend any money on sports packages. If I wanted to watch a match, I would side at the pub or not. Mm. Simple as that. Mm. I mean, mm. I listen back to at least three, four podcasts about post-match just to get a rough idea mm. so that, you know, when... Or, you know, YouTube does have highlights. Yep. So if I have to have a discussion about that, fine, because fair. it's not my full-time profession yeah, to, 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 to pundit on yeah. it. Uh, but uh, I, I'm and I'm taking it that your wife doesn't really watch. Uh, she doesn't watch it as much as me, but she would stick around if I were watching it. She's not a fan to answer your okay, question. Okay. So majority of the spending is for myself. And we had this question, uh, this conversation off air, and I mentioned that the reason I decide to spend one mm. is because I love sport. Secondly, is because. I do have other avenues, but I want it to be a switch on, enjoy the sport kind this is of your experience. Indulgence, lah. Indulgence is a good so word. How did the World Cup go for you? How did that discussion? Because it was an extra, what, $98 or something like that? Uh, with the World Cup, I got lucky because I was away for three weeks of the World Cup in America where it was free to air. Brilliant. Yeah. So that was brilliant. And I got I got back for the semifinals, which was then, then free to air. So it yeah. worked out. Yeah. So mine was a tricky one because uh, my wife, like a lot of uh, non-passionate sports fans, fair weather fans, if you would call them, wanted to get in on the hype mm. of the World Cup. Like, hey, you know, everyone's watching. Let's watch. I'm like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Because it's like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. I was still doing a morning show. So what's the point? What's the point? No, la, we just spit. La. You $50. I $50. You don't. No, no, no. Trust me. You're wasting money. You're wasting money. It will all pay off. And it paid off because semifinals was free to air. Oh, yes. It's a FIFA law, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. See, you, you still can get in on the hype. You're not missing out on the good stuff, which Ex is the semifinals onwards. Exactly. And that's when the excitement cranks up. So I'm sure yeah. she got her, her buzz she got from... She yeah, yeah, exactly. If, she if got her fix. That, yeah. And yeah. the problem with the World Cup is, to your point, why are we paying so much? Because yes, this World Cup I didn't pay, but years gone by, there have been times when I was much younger and money was much harder to come by. I did have to fork out a significant amount just to watch live entertainment and live sports entertainment. And I think while paying is not the issue, it's the fact that it's an exorbitant amount for mm. a very short space mm -hmm. of time that, that bugs me almost. We're in Bali at the start of the World Cup. Uh, I remember it was a group stage and we thought that there would be a lot of free-to-air but the hotels in Bali were different. Mm. Uh, there's no uh, TV channels but they've installed like Netflix for you because uh, that's, I, mean, I guess it's today's day and age, right? And then we were both like, we thought we'd come here, we can enjoy some free World Cup uh, but that didn't happen for us. Um, and, and to your point, yeah, as years gone by, it's gotten higher and higher and higher. And as a Singaporean, we are often caught between the two major telcos swapping deals and... Whatever war they yeah, have. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah. comes with 
external costs as well. It's not just the subscription you're paying for. You're going to have to pay for a setup box and then more often than not, you want to sign up the internet because they dovetail it such that if you use my internet for your setup box, it's better clarity mm, and then mm, mm, mm. as a sports fan, you're like, yeah, I want the best and therefore you end up paying a lot. I think that is the problem. We talked about it earlier as well in terms of, we're talking strictly about paying for football yeah. but if you're a sports fan and you enjoy more than just football, yeah. then you end up having to pay more than one subscription. For example, Formula One, you need a separate subscription for that because it airs on a different channel. Yeah. Same for tennis. Thankfully, the company I used to work for at the tennis and one of the employee perks was watching it for free. I think that's a situation that occurs in France because I was speaking to my new cousin-in-law and he talked about this because he's, he's from France. Uh, but if you really want to understand this whole situation, the origins a lot better, if you're on the HBO Go app, mm. I urge you to go watch this uh, very short documentary. It's about four parts called The Rise of the Premier League. Long story short, in 1992, Sky Sports Rupert Murdoch decided, saw that on the back of the 1990 World Cup that there was this rise in fans and, and people enjoyed football and what he wanted to do was to Americanize and sensationalize uh, a broadcast, a top-tier broadcast. So he started up the Premier League, which was then called the Super League at mm. that point, and that gets to our point of conversation in, in a sec. Um, and people would have to pay X amount one time X amount of dollars for a satellite dish, a very small one. It's like the size of a low hay plate kind of thing. So you would see, uh, and you can go search up these old photographs uh, in London of houses with lots of satellite dishes outside. Now it's different. Now it's fibre, you know, uh, whatever the uh, Starhub Singtel provides. Um, and the packages, are they cost even more now. Exactly. I think that's that's the problem. There's no going back from how much we're paying. We're never going to regress because Premier League clubs are now beholden to the money they get from TV rights. From TV rights. And yes. they've been smart about it. You talked about in 1992, this grand launch under Rupert Dog and Sky. Right now, it's not just sold to Sky. There's in the UK, there's BT, there's ITV, there's various different players. Good one. And with the Premier League as well, they used to sell to Southeast Asia as a yes, whole. We yes. all grew up in the era of watching ESPN back in the day. Now, how they do it is they sell it to individual countries because they make more. So they sell it to Singapore separately and then yeah. as as Singaporean viewers would know, we don't have our own show. We take what Premier League offers. But for example, in Malaysia, they tag it along with Astro. Yes. And they have their own pre and post show. So Cost is different. Exactly. And the cost is different. The cost is then absorbed by the consumers, me and you, because we end up paying much more, a premium, just to watch a sport we love. And it gets worse because you will have, uh, let's call it copycats in that scenario where there will be, oh, wait a minute, there's the FA Cup competition. There's this League Cup competition and maybe that can be under a separate package. Uh, you're not going to tag it on to your Premier League. And then the Premier League goes, we stand alone because uh, the Premier League itself can sell and people will pay. People Ex have paid. Exactly. The Econs term I used a couple of days ago, price inelastic, right? They are they know their product. They know people will come to them regardless of the price and therefore they sit on that high horse, shall we call it. And you touched on the League Cup there. As a Manchester United fan, I'm absolutely gutted. The final is happening end of Feb and as a Singaporean, I can't watch it on my current setup. Yeah. I have to subscribe to an Indonesian feed which is available in Singapore but I have to subscribe oh. to Indonesian feed. Strace Times wrote a brilliant article on this exposing the problems with 
us being almost the the unwanted children of the two telcos ah. being being not given the biggest bang for our buck. So, I mean, it's not just the Manchester United fans. A shout out to the Newcastle United fans. There are a number of them here in Singapore who would be equally disappointed. It's not like you get rock up to... Maybe you could rock up to a pub at about 11 o'clock. Usually, that's the leak I would time. think. I would think you can. Maybe. I hope so. I can't confirm that. But So, are we at a case where... And, and that brings us to our dilemma today, right? The Premier League is well ahead in terms of this broadcast uh, uh, price war, you will have other players, right, other rich men, uh, back of yesterday's conversation, going, I can make money if I form my own Super League. Of course. They tried, they yeah. failed, yep. and they're trying again. Yeah, that's that's the weird one. Two years ago, I think they mooted it, and I was on this channel, prior to working for this channel, I had this discussion with Adrian Abraham then, and we right. talked about the European yes. Super League. Yes. It got shut down two days after, and all the clubs pulled out. Here we are, two years on, thinking that's dead in the water and suddenly it resurfaces overnight and I think this is where greed becomes a big, big problem because when it happened two years ago, just over the space of two, three days, the backlash was severe. The backlash was like nothing I've seen before in my time watching football and yet whoever comes up with these plans has the audacity to resurface it and almost try to couch it slightly differently as not a breakaway league. We're going to involve more teams rather than the elites, but there's still an option. And I think it's purely down to greed, purely down to your point, because the Premier League is so far ahead, it's trying to level it, level the playing field amongst the English clubs as well as the clubs across the continent. Shame on you amongst the banners being put up in England right now. Uh, UEFA uh, in one sense, they run, of course, the Champions League. They already have approved uh, an increase of group stages from 32 to 36 teams. So that's going to bring in more money for more clubs. The Super League, uh, the debate continues. I, I think there's a discussion on whether or not if you play for the Champions League, you cannot play for the Super League. Mm. Um, and clubs will want to go for the one that provides more broadcast money. A22 Sports Management is the consortium. I believe Juventus, uh, Barcelona, you know, I'm not sure Barcelona, but I know Real Madrid are involved in this. Uh, consortium. Yeah, certainly. And by name-checking those clubs, you already lay the groundwork for the t- teams that are losing out as it stands in terms of TV revenue. That's yeah, why yeah. they're trying to close the gap between themselves and the Premier League Big yeah. Six, shall we say. And it's obvious where where the influence is coming from for this league. And you've touched on it there. UEFA is already making incremental changes. Yeah. These changes cannot happen overnight. It's not a one-formula-fix-it-all kind of situation. They're going to have to try. They're increasing from 32 to 36. And I think, to your point, you can't compete in both competitions. As this new European Super League 2.0 suggests, Mm. you can compete in your domestic league as well as the Super League. Let's be honest here. So many managers have come out and said players are not robots. They cannot be playing the number of games they are playing. As it is, it's already at a peak, especially this year because you take the World Cup into consideration. How much more are we going to put on these players who ultimately, we discussed this earlier in the week, they are doing their job, but they are not robots. They're not machines. They're humans too. Mm. So how do we speak to the non-sports fan wives here? Because potentially your husbands, <laughs> or maybe if you're a non-sports fan husband, potentially your wife could be, be spending more money on this. I mean, out of curiosity, surely... You, okay, I try one season, see mm. how it goes, mm. right? 
uh, that's uh, money in this time of inflation. Exactly, Not it's money. Idea. It's money you can put to groceries, perhaps. So that's going to be a very difficult conversation if it does come true this European Super League. But I can tell you, how would you approach that with your wife? Uh, to start with, I stand on the side that this should never see the light of day. But if Brilliant. it did happen and I have to speak to my wife, I probably will reference this interview we've just had and yeah. have a listen. Listen to how passionate we are. And that's why I need it. I need to watch it. So yeah. I'll be a fraud. I, I mean, I admit, because I I'm, I think my wife not listening to this. I say, baby, I need to sign up for this. Uh, why? Uh, for work lah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then perhaps we send the invoices to the sixth floor. Yeah, no, that one, our boss is listening, so <laughs> fat hope on that. <laughs> but yeah, it will be a very, very difficult is, conversation. Yeah. It's an unfair expectation on fans. I mean, you look at even the kind of inflation that the UK is going through, it baffles me the amount of fans that are cramping stadiums post-COVID, Euro uh, 2020 that was held last year or, or the year before. You know, going for these World Cup matches, I mean, there's a cost issue, cost of living problem. But somehow, rather, it's like these guys know, I ah, know, people will still spend. People yeah, will still go. Exactly. It's it's a bit like, we go back to the point about it almost is what makes you forget about the world's problems. Maybe that's why they win. Because when you are entrenched in a 90-minute football game, be it on television or in the stadium, you forget about, oh, I haven't paid my PUB bill. I haven't paid my uh, Singtel bill. You, you forget about that for yeah, just yeah, one and a yeah. half hours. Not a good place to be in because you don't want to forget yeah. to pay your bills. But it gives you temporary reprieve from, from the stresses of life, I guess. See, this is why I don't attend all these uh, budget roundtables and whatnot, which is happening next week. Because I will raise my hand and say, uh, Minister, you think you can have like a Sports 8 package for husbands. <laughs> maybe, maybe they will. We shall see. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.